the cloud. Okay, so recording recording in progress whenever you're awesome. ready. All right. All right, so welcome everyone to the Jeanette Biro podcast. I'm Jeanette Biro, and thank you so much for joining me on the show today. I am thrilled to have this beautiful guest with me, Shannon Torrance is an evidential psychic medium, professional voice actor, and host of the Magic is Real podcast. Her focus really is on near death and other spiritually transformative experiences and proof of afterlife. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited for this. Shannon, welcome to the show. Me too. You nailed it. Thank you so much for having me. I had you on my podcast and we just hit it off really well. Always love to find a fellow medium soul sister. So thanks so much for having me today. I'm so glad to have you here. And, you know, when we were talking about the theme of what we wanted to talk about, which is going to be shared death experience, you guys, this is fantastic. And I had been planning to want to talk about this for a while. And then when I agreed to, you know, when we agreed to have you on my show, after I did your show, um, your experience in the understanding, your research of near-death experiences and shared death experiences, I thought, what better thing than to have two mediums, like you said, two mediums talking about shared death experiences. But before we get into that, um, I would love to know, and I know my audience would love to know a little bit about your story of what got you here. How did you get into mediumship? How did it find you? Thank you for asking. I think it did find me. Um, I was always sort of, I think growing up, I was raised agnostic. My mother is more spiritual. My dad is pretty much atheist. So I didn't have any religion growing up or anything like that. But my mom did take some psychic classes just to develop her own. She was she's actually quite intuitive herself, just doesn't advertise it and or talk about it much. And uh, when I was 14 years old, I turned off my light to go to sleep and a big blue orb appeared above my bed, glowing, shifting, looking at me like Tinkerbell. I didn't know what it was. I screamed because I was I don't know, it wasn't scary, but I was I didn't know what it was. My mom came running in. She told me it was just a trick of my eyes. It was not a trick of my eyes. I was wide awake and it was very real, but I dismissed it. Um, Didn't think much about it for the rest of time. Um, And very, very long story short, I'm a recovering sex and love addict. So uh, I was pretty much agnostic, living in the throes of addiction, just degrading myself, devaluing myself. Through 12-step, I had to sort of surrender to the idea that there may be a higher power, doesn't have to be God in 12-step, just I know that turns a lot of people Mm -hmm. off, turned me off uh, initially, but in the process of like 15 years of healing and recovery where I actually got what we call sober, which just Mm -hmm. means that I'm living a a lifestyle of integrity and self-love, I learned and I started to see how there, this higher power thing, there was something to it because it was working for me. And I'm a voice actor. Two years ago, I got sick with what's called SIBO, which is a gut disorder that caused reflux that led me to losing my voice. And um, I couldn't do my voiceover job. I was very depressed. I started to delve into the world of spirituality um, and yoga, which I'd already been doing meditation to calm my nervous system and started reading books about from mediums. I'd always loved the Long Island medium, Matt Fraser, and start found out that anyone can train to be a medium. I did not know this. I thought you had to be born that way or have had a near-death experience and gifted these abilities. 
So I decided, well, I'm not working anyway. Pulled all my resources, which were just credit cards, took classes with some celebrity mediums and local mediums, and intensely daily studied this art and still do all the time, still work and study. I want to be better and better and better. Cut to two years later, I now have, I'd started this podcast during the pandemic. And I also learned to understand what spirit is trying to say. Um, and so there is that. And uh, I also call myself a spirit translator. And uh, because to me, that's what we're doing, right? Everyone has the ability to connect with our intuition and our imagination, which you may not know, people may not know that it is really imagination come sort of spiritually. And all we're doing, all we do that other people think they can't do is translate for the spirit world, understand the way they communicate. Mm -hmm. So here we are today. And now I'm giving professional mediumship readings and spending time with spirit every single day, if I can, in the form of media, uh, mediumship, meditation, and mm -hmm. synchronicities and speaking to spirit guides and all of that. That's amazing. I love that. And I love that there's a journey that got you here. You know, because I think there's a lot of people that think, like you said, if I'm not born with it, if I haven't had a near-death experience, then it's not possible for me. Yes. You know, but I share that same idea. Like, I really believe it's an innate gift we all have. Some do come in with a greater working knowledge of it. Doesn't mean you can't learn it. Absolutely. I know. And I know yours, yours came from your experience, didn't it? But didn't you say, I can't remember if you I had, had it said, before too. Yeah. I was yeah. already a medium. That's before. right. Yeah. But I mean, the NDE amplified it, but my journey was, I mean, my journey was my journey of unfolding. And even though that it was there younger, it was not an easy unfolding. There was a journey to discovering it. Yeah. Right. And so I think that's a really neat thing for people to know is there's many ways to get to it. And if it's a calling within you, it's the calling within you for a reason. That's what I was going to say. I mm -hmm. was trying to make it sort of short and brief because I could, I'm actually planning to write a book about my whole journey, but, mm -hmm. um, and in the interest of time, <laughs> I just, but I did want to say the same thing. Um, well, first of all, that it's a rediscovering because we're already being communicated with by spirit. We just don't know it or we don't believe it. And what we do, you and I, is we learn how to rediscover that connection and to be able to hear those, um, to hear what spirit is saying to us. And then I just forgot what I was going to say, um, but that's okay, because I'm sure it'll come back. That wasn't where I was going, but I decided to, to riff on that. That's okay. We'll roll with it. If it comes back, you let me yeah. know. You let me know. So, okay. I love that. That's what brought you to that. Now, where did the discovery or the, the journey down the path of exploring NDEs come in for you? Yes, that's, that's a really good question. For me, I know what it was that I was going to say. See, okay. see how that works. Um, it's a friend of mine said to me, a friend of mine who's a medium said to me, I was sort of doubting my abilities in the beginning a lot. And I was like, well, am I really a medium? He said, listen, why did you want to become a medium? I said, I don't know. He said, because you're a medium, mm -hmm. you're drawn to it because that's your calling. Same with the near death experience interest. I don't remember when it started, but I've been watching near death experience videos for as long as I can remember binge watching them. I think just 
again, as part of the evolution of needing to find some meaning in life and the hope that you feel watching these videos where you're like, wait a minute, if this isn't all there is, maybe I don't need to take life so seriously and worry so much about things and live in fear and anxiety and depression and addiction. And maybe death isn't the worst thing that can happen to you. So it was really being like a fangirl of near-death experience videos. I had planned to do a podcast about recovery from sex and love addiction, which I still may do when I have some time. But after losing my voice, I didn't happen. And then after having gone through all of this spiritual work, when I came out of it and was ready to work and do the podcast, I realized, no, this is what I'm obsessed with. I just only want to listen to, learn about, talk about spiritual, uh, near-death experiences and spirit connection. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I love the passion, right? The passion that comes through is always connected to purpose. Yeah. 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 So let's dive into shared death experiences. Um, I looked up, I mean, I have my own idea of a shared death experience, but I looked up the definition. So the definition is, it says when loved ones and caregivers of dying patients undergo a type of end of life phenomena where one feels that one has participated in a dying person's transition. So there's the formal definition. To me, it's really being aware and in the similar energies of the person at the point in which they're crossing, which could come through uh, empathically, clairvoyantly, um, claircognizantly, and so on. Uh, what would you be your greatest descriptor? Would you say? Yeah, I actually, I'm not sure how aware I was of this before entirely, but lately, especially I've interviewed more and more people that have had non near death experience. I put that in quotes near death Mm -hmm. experiences because some people call it, uh, my last guest calls it a temporary death experience. She didn't because she didn't die. She actually was temporary. She actually did. No, she actually did die, but it was only temporary. And lately I'm interviewing more people that have had shared death experiences and out of body experiences. And I think that the descriptor that you just read explains it better than I could. But my Mm -hmm. understanding is it seems as though this seems to happen when someone is very, very, very attached to another person, whether it's their spouse, their child, their parent, Um, and they're just, and a lot, and a lot of the common, one of the common threads seems to be the deep grief of losing someone so close. How am I going to get through this life without this person? Mm -hmm. Um, and I keep getting chills. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. Um, so I just, I keep, every time I'm with you, spirit is just so (laughs) present that it's, they're just all over it. Mm -hmm. I do believe that it is sort of the spirit's way of helping you make the transition of letting go of somebody that you're so completely attached to by allowing you to sort of hold their hand as they cross over to the other side. Or if some people even have had it after the fact, but it seems to be, and I'll love to hear what you have to say, at the moment of death, some people cross right over with them, but then they get, they come back. So they're able to still, a lot of them, it's happened while they're driving even. You're like, well, how is the body still driving? Well, apparently your soul can be in two places at once. 
which is really fascinating. And I think it's a way of helping people ease the grief of the loss. And I don't want to minimize anyone else's loss by saying, oh, yours wasn't important enough for you to have Mm -hmm. a shared death experience. But a lot of these people that have had this experience were already on the sensitive scale, pretty, they were already either they'd had out of body experiences before in my mind, it's sort of their body's accustomed to sort of popping out of their body more easily than the rest of us. So it's not that they're chosen. I don't think it's just that for whatever reason, maybe they had a pre-birth pre-birth experiences or at birth, a lot of them died flatline coming out of the womb and later remembered that they had this experience, but then they, it opened up a portal for them where then they could see spirit, hear spirit, connect with spirit. Not unlike your experience where you already were tuned in for whatever Mm -hmm. reason. And then the near death experience just sort of reawakened that ability. So I'd love to hear your thoughts about it, but that's how I have, that's sort of my feeling about what's really going on there. Mm -hmm. I agree. I think it is based often on that deep soul connection. Yeah. Um, and I, I do like that visual you give of them kind of going on to the other side, uh, because I have heard stories of that as well. Sometimes it's a story where the soul just walks them to kind of that gateway, right. And then the, the, the dying person crosses over and the other soul kind of comes back into their embodiment. But I have heard and read stories of those that have essentially crossed over and they're like, I was in heaven. Yeah. But I didn't die. I was sitting beside them in the chair and they died. But I came up out of my body, went with them to heaven to say my goodbye. And it's almost like um, walking them home. Yeah. Right. And, and this person, one of the stories that I read, this person wasn't significantly spiritual, if you would say either. And they had this opportunity based on their connection to essentially see the other side and walk them home. And so I think the ways in which that can happen is so vast, but I think if we're aware of it, then it opens our, our mind to the possibility of it. And from hearing things like this and kind of really pondering and allowing it to be a potential truth allows people an even greater opportunity in those moments of being faced with a loss of a loved one. Yeah. Like if you're there sitting with them, it, could be something so much more um, if you're open to it. And again, like you said, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't mean that you're not open or you're not good enough or anything like that. There can be a myriad of reasons as to why it didn't happen, but it can also happen. And I think it's a fantastic thing. Yeah. Yeah. I recently lost one of my best friends suddenly and unexpectedly. Mm. It was one of those things where I talked to him on Monday by Thursday, he was gone and I had no, it, he was 40 years old and um, just had, you know, the whole life ahead of him thing. Mm-hmm. And it was a freak thing that happened. And so um, I, I was the one that had to call the girl that he was dating long distance um, and they had rekindled this relationship. And so I'd been speaking with her and she, one morning I got a text from her saying, he came last, I was there with him last night. She said, he took me there. There were, she said there were colors and there was music and there. And he said, tell Shannon, I love her. And, you mm. know, um, and she said, I was with him and I felt him. And she said, I, it was because she was in so much grief. It was just, 
This was the person she wanted to spend her life with. They had had plans where they were going to rekindle this old relationship. They talked about marriage and kids in the future. She was so excited to rekindle this thing. And then she gets this phone call from me saying, he's gone. He's gone. And even when I told her, she just went, I, I don't know what I don't I don't understand I don't I don't get it and I was like I no one could really absorb it and I think it was to really cushion the blow she said I cried for weeks and weeks and weeks just endless crying to the point where you don't think you have any tears left and knowing him he would go come on girl you're getting up we're gonna I'm gonna yeah. show you what's over here I need to show you this so um I can't speak for her but I know that it really warmed my heart because I do know that this is actually before I might've been like, what drugs were you on? Were, yeah. were you high when this happened? But now mm -hmm. I know from speaking to so many people that this isn't, I don't want to say it's common, but it's not out of the realm of possibility whatsoever. And more and more people are coming out about it. Mm -hmm. And do you, think, do you think too, with the, the way that humanity is raising its consciousness right now, we will see more of that. This may become a more common thing. What's your I, do, that? Yeah. I do think so. Don't you? I yeah. think that more and more people are, as we say, becoming awake. Um, and I don't mean that to sound condescending, like, oh, we're so enlightened and everyone else mm -hmm. is in the dark. But because I respect that a lot of people won't ever accept this as reality. But as we've talked about, I mean, the stuff that's going on in the world right now is so intensely heavy. But in the spiritual community, there's a lot of talk about this really just coming up to reveal the healers and the light workers and to bring attention to our humanity and our interconnectedness as painful as it is. And we're all like, how can this happen? How can this be our reality? It's just bam, 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 pandemic, war, um, mm -hmm. you know, uh, money, uh, financial crashes. I just, my mm -hmm. brain isn't coming up with the right word inflation. Um, and it seems so hopeless, but it's funny because I hate to sound like a Pollyanna in the midst of all this really terrible trauma and people losing their lives and loved ones. But I am feeling like something's stirring mm -hmm. something. It's like, that's something wicked. This way comes only it's not <laughs> wicked. It feels like yeah. it feels like the apocalypse, but I really believe it's actually a renaissance. Yeah. About to open up. That's what yeah. I keep seeing. What about you? I think that's great. I, that's something that my guides had told me in the beginning of this year. They said this year would be about uh, revelations and rebellion, yeah. right? But in a good way, like it was of the light. So whatever is revealed in the dark would be equaled with opportunity to choose light. Uh, so I, I agree. And I, it's nice to hear that from other people because I think we can easily get caught up in the doom and gloom of what's out there and it can weigh us down and we really have to make a conscious choice to step out of that and not ignore it but also choose to see what is the good what is the light because that does help us raise our consciousness absolutely yeah. yeah it's actually it's a terrible time and it's also beneath the surface a very exciting time there's a lot being unearthed mm -hmm. i just keep seeing this image i keep seeing it over and over of and I'm putting it in one of my meditations on my channel, this lotus flower, which of course is, we, we used as opening up your third eye and opening up your, your soul and consciousness, but it's like folding over on itself in, infinitely. Like it almost feels like it's unfolding, curling under, unfolding. I don't know how to describe it, but it feels like it's just exponentially opening is, is the feeling. 
like the universe. It feels like it's expanding like the universe. And I've said before too, when I started to do mediumship and this channel, my mom, who's very supportive of what I'm doing, she said, maybe you don't really want to post that on Facebook because you know, you're a voice actor and you might lose clients or people might think something. So I was a little nervous at first. I have received nothing but support. I know that there are people that don't believe in it and they just don't say anything to me about it, which is absolutely fine. Mm -hmm. Um, But I've had more people say, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Like, what's your podcast about? And I'll go, well, Mm -hmm. it's an esoteric topic. It's about near-death experiences. And most people, I mean, some people just go, oh, but most people, I'd say 75% of people say, oh my God, I love that stuff. I'm so interested. Tell me more about it. And so I think there is this curiosity that people are, and also with the advent of all these medium shows, you either think it's a total scam, like, oh, a lot of people will say, oh, the Long Island medium, she's such a scam. I'm like, how does she scam? How does she do whatever mm-hmm. 14 seasons, which I, I've watched every single episode. So I know how does she fake that? Yes, I'm from L.A. Yes, I'm an actor. I understand smoke and mirrors and entertainment business. You can't. Are these people Meryl Streep that she's pulling off the street? So I think just with Matt Frazier and the Hollywood medium, there's more mm-hmm. awareness that this is actually real. You know, and I think that's probably why more people are talking about their own personal near-death experiences and now also shared death experiences. Because I think there is a greater framework of open-mindedness, like you're saying, because of all those things. And so that's why I like talking about and shining a light on shared death experiences specifically right now, because it allows an opportunity for those that have had that experience not to talk themselves out of it. That, oh, it couldn't have been. I was just in my grief. I was just upset. I was crying so much that I saw twinkling lights and angels, but it must've been tears or my mascara in my eye. You know, these events are happening and they're happening in a multitude of ways to help us all awaken in whichever way triggers us right? So if it is the Hollywood medium, if it is a near-death experience, if it is an actual reading with a medium or some very transformative spiritual experience, right? These are all different modalities to help us open up to more. Yeah, definitely. And I think it also, I love the idea of shared death experiences because people who've had near-death experiences will tell you, you don't want to have a near-death experience as much as we all think, how cool would that be? I know I think that, you know, but it isn't fun. I mean, it, it, there's some beautiful stuff that comes out of it. My friend Renu, who I interviewed has talked about, um, she was hit by a bus. She no longer has full use of her leg. She's has to use a cane and, uh, you know, wheelchair sometimes. And, um, she talks about how, yes, she's young and beautiful and she's this successful actress. And suddenly she now doesn't have use of her leg. Um, but she said, it's the best thing that ever happened to her because of the, just the learnings that she acquired and the community in the near-death experience world and understanding now what life is truly about and the gratitude. Um, so, but there, but also that comes with PTSD that comes with trauma that comes with a reacclimation to the 3d world and not quite feeling you fit in. But with a shared death experience, and I don't want to say that that doesn't also happen where it's like, wow, now my mind is blown. How do I 
just live this normal life. Um, but it does, I think, come with a little bit le- less trauma, hopefully. And it tends to be like Lisa Jones, who's I um, has been on my show, and she talks. She was losing her husband to cancer, which is the sad. They had kids; they're young, and yet the minute she walked with him to the other side, she was able to come back, and she said, "I was excited about his crossing," which you would oh. never think, but. I think it makes the near-death experience more accessible. I don't know how we have one, but Melissa Denise on my last show episode uh, has a podcast as well um, called Love Covered Life. And she talked about how she just kept praying for the out-of-body experience. Like, please give me this. Please give me this. For her whole life, she prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed because she was so depressed. Mm -hmm. Finally, she said, I don't know what it was where they decided fine already. She was allowed to have this experience. So I don't know, do we, can I pray for it? I do. I don't obsess about it. It would be really interesting, but I also believe strongly, and I'd love to hear your take that it's sort of something that if it's meant for you will happen, not that you're chosen, but it just needs to line up with your particular path and where you're going and what your purpose is, what, how much spirit wants you to know, the timing. I think that you can't necessarily just pray and it'll happen. However, you can get there another way. Meditation. I meditate every single day, as long as I'm able, if I'm not on vacation or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't mean I will have that, but there are also, I interviewed another guy called Jack Morgan. He had a Kundalini awakening, just, he was an atheist, meditated, shot out of his body. And he said it was actually traumatic. Mm -hmm. He had this out of body experience. Uh, But so I don't, I think that it's interesting just to know that there are other ways. I mean, yes, you can get there through mediumship. I mean, I keep saying that through meditation, you can have a sense of connection with the other side. Will it guarantee you one of these experiences? No, but it does open up the possibility that this is accessible to all of us. Mm-hmm. It isn't just the chosen mm-hmm. few. What yeah. do you think about that? Yeah, I agree. And I think um, I think we can, like you said, put that intent out there. So if anyone listening to this is, um, you know, concerned about not being with a loved one if they're passing, or maybe there is somebody there in the process of letting go of because they, that person is preparing to cross over, you can set the intent to be there in that consciousness with them. But I love how you said, for some, it just might not be needed in your journey from a spirit perspective, even though the human self may want it, there is most likely a reason if it doesn't happen. So it's not, you failed to do anything. It's not that you weren't good enough. You didn't make the team, right? Mm -hmm. It's just, there's a greater purpose going on, but that doesn't take away from our ability to set an intent, to ask, to pray for that connection. If we feel it would benefit us. And for some people, they wouldn't want to know, yeah. right? Like they wouldn't want to be a part of it. Just like some people don't want to be in the delivery room when a baby's being born. They're like, that's too traumatic. I'll come in after, yeah. right? Whereas others want to be there. So there is that kind of give and take, and there is no one way to have to be a part of it. But I love, again, I'm going to say, I love that people are starting to share their experiences in having this shared experience with someone crossing over, because I think more people have had it, whether it's a full on full visions and, you know, complete out of body or 
you know, they saw sparks in the room. They saw light get brighter in a dark room for a few moments, right? They like whatever they experienced from the really minute feeling of sudden peace wash over them, right? Or those dreams of someone coming to say goodbye. And then they wake up in the morning and they found out that person died overnight. Yeah. Like these are all different ways that spirit can help us be involved in that moment of transition, which can be so incredibly sacred. I agree. I'm going to interview a hospice worker, uh, I think next month. Uh, I think it's hospice worker, Julie on Instagram. And Mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken, and if you know her, you'll, you'll know, but she's a hospice worker and she had an out of body experience with one of her patients. So it doesn't, in her case, it wouldn't have even, it wasn't even someone that she was tied to personally as much. I mean, I'm sure she genuinely cared and bonded with this person, but I think that that was allowed to her to sort of help spread the word. That's just my opinion. I mean, I don't know what she'll say, but that, or that's my guess, I should say that she was sort of put here to help people ease into death peacefully and to help them in the journey. And part of that was saying, I'm going to give you an extra tool by letting you see what they get to see. Uh, Another childhood friend of mine, her sister passed at 42, I believe from colon cancer, such a terrible tragedy. She had four kids and they were so close, the two of them. And my friend was with her sister at the time of her passing. And she said, when she passed, I saw shimmering lights emanating from her body. They were like more than sisters. They were each other's everything just because of childhood trauma. But there's that interesting, even if they, she didn't cross over with her, she saw her soul leave her body, which is I've heard that from more than one person too, that I know. And there's even some um, like paramedics and firefighters that have had those experiences of, you know, they come to the scene and they're with a stranger. They didn't know this person before, but if that person passes on the scene, there are some that talk about what they see, whether it be like shimmering lights, feeling a total change or like time slows. um, And then it speeds up again. Like there's, I like that you brought up that because it isn't just limited to divine connections. It's stronger in divine connections like the sisters, but it can also happen in a myriad of ways. So again, bringing back that understanding that that moment of transition and your presence there is so sacred because whether you see it or not, you are helping to walk them home. And I think how, how much better does that get? I mean, when we're there in the delivery room and we welcome them into this world, it's beautiful. And when we walk them home to leave this world, it can also be beautiful within the sea of grief too. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I definitely have an interest down the line of exploring death doula work or how I know you can't always bring in the spiritual stuff to, I forget which job it is, where there's one where you can't bring that in. And I know hospice Mm -hmm. is one of those where your knowledge of it will help you in your job, but you can't really be talking to people about all of this stuff necessarily, unless they've opened up the conversation. But I think it could be so healing, which is why I feel like somebody like hospice nurse, Julie would have been sort of designated this, she was sort of given this role by the other side of if we have more workers that understand the spiritual aspect of walking people home, what a better world it would be. And they do it in other cultures. There's, there are other cultures outside of the United States where it's very common to know 
you're just moving on to another plane. I know India is one of those where they just, they know that this is just the body. And so there's not so much of a fear around death. And wouldn't that be wonderful if we could, can't eliminate the fear because anything unknown is scary. Even knowing what I know, I'm not afraid of death now, but I love my life so much. I'm still attached Mm -hmm. and I definitely am going to not be jumping at the opportunity, but at the same time, I I will accept it and welcome it when it comes, but there's always going to be that bit of resistance. But what if we could sort of eliminate some of that fear? And what I've learned from interviewing near death experiencers, shared death experiencers, I'm less afraid in life. It's not even so much that I'm not afraid of death as I'm just not afraid of life anymore. Mm -hmm. Now I can see it for what it really is, which is it's real, but it's also an illusion. Um, The other night I had gotten this letter from my, my rental office. Turned out it was a mistake. They did raise my rent a lot because of inflation. And that was already on my mind. They sent me this invoice saying, oh, now your rent, here's the new bill. And it was $600 more in rent. And I was like, and I get this at like 11 at night. I see it then. So I don't, the whole night I'm like, oh my God, I have three weeks to either come up. I can't pay. I can't do, I have to move. I'm going to have to move. How am I going to dismantle my studio? I don't even have them. And then I just said, Shannon, this is the matrix. We live in, we live in a simulation, relax, trust. It's all fine. This is all fine. And I really, that was how I fell asleep. It's just remembering the, the reminder that, okay, slow your roll. Yes. Things matter here. But there's a lot more going on at the end of the day. So let's not stress ourselves out about money. <laughs> let's just absolutely we need it for stability and security. And that is very important in this life. But let's just remember that we're all made of stardust. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love that. Well, that's a beautiful way to tie up our conversation today. Yeah. So thank you for that. Now, before we let you go, though, um, where can people find you and what kind of things are you offering? Is there anything that you want to put out there? Thank you for asking. That's so kind of you. Um, Like, and subscribe, comment below. (laughs) I feel, okay. So I am, my podcast is magic is real on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts and uh, for mediumship services. And I also teach mediumship one-on-one for now it is magic is real services.com. And my, my email address is magic is real Shannon at gmail.com. And on Instagram, it's real magic Shannon only to confuse myself more, but thank you for, so for asking, I, I, uh, right now I'm offering mediumship readings, uh, intuition training and the podcast and, um, voiceover wise, you don't need to find me because it's just, you know, unless you do need a voiceover, which is just Shannon Torrance voiceover.com, which is really long. Thank you for asking. Well, that's awesome though. You never know whose ears are listening and how the divine twist of fate happen, right? So yeah. And my, and I just want to say my next bucket list goal, which uh, is to go to uh, Arthur Finley school in the UK. Oh yeah. I'm planning to do this as soon as they're open for back to normal, if they ever are. Um, I recommend that for all they teach zoom classes, but we call it Hogwarts. Yeah. Basically Harry Potter school. And I, that's not a plug. That's just me. And it kind of looks like it too, right? Like it yes. kind of looks like it. Like if you really want the experience and you want to dive into all things woo, definitely go there. I'm, go- I'm going there. That's just yeah. something I wanted to 
to talk about to keep manifesting it. Oh, that's exciting. That's exciting. All right. Well, thank you again so much for being on the show. And um, yeah, thank you to everyone who's watching. So I will be back again next week. And uh, yeah, thanks again, Shannon. Thank you, Jeanette. Keep doing what you're doing. I love your show. I love everything Uh you do. And you are a true soul sister. Uh, Likewise. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Let me hit stop.